Hi, you're listening to Phil DeBella, and this is Flashcast by PDB. And today I've got a special guest by the name of Kate London. Welcome, Kate. Hello. Thank you for having me. That's a pleasure. And uh, let me tell you, Kate's been following a lot of the work that um, I've been doing through the Flashcast and has read Entrepreneurial Intelligence and loves the book. And um, I thought, you know, Kate, let's get you in and let's uh, do a bit of a live uh, Q&A where you get to ask the questions uh, around your business and I will do my best to answer them and hopefully the listeners will get plenty from it. But before we kick that off, Kate, um, you're doing some wonderful things and um, can I give you, say, 60 seconds to tell the audience exactly what you do in your business? Yeah, so I coach women that are in unhealthy relationships that might be abusive, affair relationships, or generally the relationship is not going as they had planned. So I help women in a relationship. Right now, the questions that I want to ask around business is I was more so coaching women, life coaching, general coaching, and now that I'm super specific on the women and people that I want to serve, I want to ask more growth-based questions around growing the business now that I'm clear. Fantastic. Um, where can people find out more about yourself or if they want to get in touch with you? Yeah, katelondon.com.au. Perfect. So there you have it. Um, Kate, over to you. Uh, you've got about eight and a half minutes to fire away. Yeah, so in your book, you talked about the worst possible scenario. So that is getting comfortable with the worst possible scenario. And now that I'm super clear on the people that I want to serve and the people that I want to pull in and attract and help, uh, how big can you go with taking scary leaps and actions, knowing that you feel like you're the action is going to pay off? How do you know how much to invest if you don't have the money? Yep. Okay, so apparently, first thing you've got to do is get a bit of clarity. Mm-hmm. So that's what's missing at the moment, right? So, and, I, and, I, and that's not having a dig, it's just through the question. You've got to have clarity, meaning, right, so if the, if the question is, I've got a clear vision, I know the people in my audience that I want to serve, um, how do I know how much money do I spend? Yeah. And the answer would be, then what is your worst possible scenario? Don't ever spend money that you aren't prepared to lose yeah. when it comes to business. It's the same way that I invest in shares or tell other people to invest in shares. Never invest any money that you're not prepared to lose because the worst case scenario is you will lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, I invested in a uh, former employee opening their own business last year uh, and I invested quite a you know heavy amount of money, and the whole project ended up costing me you know seven hundred thousand. Um, I'd budgeted to to, to lose three hundred fifty thousand because that was my portion, um, and I lost that. But I didn't uh, budget to lose the other portion because I'd gone guarantee, and they just simply walked away. So that was a bit of a shock and a wake up call. And yes, uh, people that have been successful have also made lots of mistakes. So when I talk, I talk from experience. When it comes specifically to money. You need to have a strong plan, um, not only a strong business plan and strategy plan, right? And I talk about vision, strategy, and execution. So you're very clear on your vision. Now you've got to work on your strategy. And you've got to work on how you, um, the strategy that you need to implement your vision. And out of that then will come the execution. And under execution, when it's time to act, often comes funds. How much yeah. money do I have, do I need? So I always say, Comfortable, worst possible scenario, get comfortable with it. That's my risk management plan. And in specific to money, don't ever invest anything you're not prepared to lose because the only thing certain in this world is that you're going to die one day. And I don't want to be morbid, but it really does. And, and even my new project with the coffee commune, I keep saying, forget to, uh, the people that are involved, forget that we've got money. I'm starting this like a new startup. The money I'm investing here is exactly the same philosophy, that I'm prepared to lose it. Of course, I don't want to lose it, but if I did lose it, it's not going to change my lifestyle. Mm. It's going to impact on the wealth, but it's not going to change my lifestyle. So I'm following my own advice. Yeah. 
Fantastic. So I have a question on that. In, in regards to in the early days of marketing, investing in marketing and everything like that, you don't have uh, awareness of how that is going to unfold and how it's going to profit. But once you find the right path, then it becomes suddenly like the path that you always follow if it creates results. Yeah. So, um, yeah, how much do you invest in the early days when you don't know the result that you're going to get? So a lot of people say there's a lot of fallacy that they're like invest 10% of your turnover. Again, through experience, not just one business, but multiple businesses, whether it was a, a basic espresso bar I was involved in or a big cafe operation or, you know, a group of restaurants or whether it's the coffee roasting businesses I've built, it's, it's the same model. Marketing is all the art of telling a story so people choose you. You've got to be able to tell a story so engaging that people want to choose you. Now, the days of spending money on advertising is still important, more important to certain industries than others, and I'll give you two examples in a minute. However, it's not important to everyone. So my marketing budget, when we were $35, $40 million turnover, was only $200,000 a year. When I started, my marketing budget was nothing. My marketing budget was actually word of mouth. It was giving product away. It was going into a cafe and saying, can you use my coffee for a week for free? If you like it, I want you to change coffee. So my, my funds were very minimal because I was a startup. But everything I did and still do is not about putting a budget and, 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 and using as much money as I can. It's how do I get the maximum return of emotional engagement for the dollar that I spent? So that's the formula that I want you oh, to really hone in is how do I get the maximum return for every dollar that I spend in terms of emotional engagement? So, you know, emotional engagement with customers can be, you know, when little boys used to walk into the, you know, or girls walk into their retail, we'd give them, and they come in with a hat, I'd give them a free hat. Mm-hmm. Or we'd give them a free muffin. You know, we'd look after, we'd engage with the family through the kids because we're a family-oriented business. Now, the companies that advertise and need to advertise and do it well, people like McDonald's, you know, like Domino's, exceptional advertising when it's time of, you know, people are doing it tough or when it's budget time and all the rest of it, they spend a lot of money on advertising. They spend the money on advertising to tell people, hey, we're here for X amount of dollars, you can get to this product. Yeah. However, look at someone like Ferrari. Ferrari doesn't spend any money on advertising. It spends money on its Formula One team. It spends money on its amazing showrooms. It wants kids to go through as their kids to have a look at the cars, obviously not touch them, but to build this affiliation and this emotional engagement of the brand Ferrari. Yeah. So you won't see an advert in a paper where they spend money. So the bottom line is, no matter your budget, no matter the size of your business or where you're at, it's about spending money in an area that gives you the maximum return of emotional engagement. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That is great. Okay, and I have one more question for you, and that is when you're running your own business, um, obviously when you're in school and you, or you're a kid, you have your parents' like deadlines and school deadlines and uni deadlines. Uh, in work, you have your own. When you're working for yourself, how do you create deadlines that are compelling? So you can either use ones that are pain and pleasure and work with that, but how do you create ones that are really compelling so that you are consistent and want to meet that? Great question. And um, one I've never been asked before, but an awesome question. The number one um, common denominator of people not achieving, besides poor communication, is lack of discipline. And lack of discipline, we've all been there, I've been there, is you need to be disciplined. The difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is the, the habit they form of doing what others are not prepared to do. So they're the ones that are prepared to deliver to a customer at 10 o'clock at night or to open their shop on a Sunday when others say, no, I go to church. You know, it's about going above and beyond. To me, the key is discipline. And one of the key ways to be disciplined is die right. So, right, you know, I've done it. So I've put my life up personal, professional, and family. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And I'll give you a bit of a waterfall cascading strategy. So set your life up personally, professionally, and family. Mm-hmm. Write two things that you want to achieve, whether it's for the week or for the quarter or for the year, personally, professionally, and family. And then write down the resources that you need to achieve it. Then from there, start to diarise. So I train, I get up at 4.30 or 5 in the morning, I train till 6.30, 7 o'clock, I then get ready for work, I go have breakfast with the family, I drop off one of my children while my wife drops off the other, I take my first meeting till 8.39 unless I have to, I keep my meetings to 45 minutes and leave some breaks in between to allow for different things. So that's the key is to diarise and hold yourself accountable. So again, cascading. Understand that your life's built in three. You need to have personal time, professional time, family time. You need to understand what your vision is for each, your goals, your purpose, whether it's for the week, for the month, for the quarter, up to you. Have two things written down, not in your head, put them on paper. Then you need to write down the resources you need to achieve that, and then you need to diarise, and it's the diary that holds you accountable. So if you like to have Fridays off, put Fridays off. You know, leave it as a spare day, which is what I do. I leave Friday as my flow over day. You know, I try and get everything done Monday to Thursday, leave my Fridays a flow over, and I can put emergency meetings, or I can catch up with a friend, or I can do things for myself personally. So that's, that's the case. And do you keep yourself accountable? So you diarise it, but then do you keep yourself accountable to someone? or Yeah, to myself, because let's face it, the best person to keep accountable to is yourself. But it does take discipline. Discipline's the ingredient. Kate, in the spirit of 10 minutes, great to have you. Good luck with your business. KateLondon.com. .au for anyone needing specialised and perfect, great experience advice, coaching from someone who um, has a lot of experience in this space and um, is there to help people. I wish you the best of your business. I thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Any final words? Yeah. yeah thank you very much. Oh, great. Guys, until next time, you've been listening to Phil DeBella and I've had Kate London on the show. It's been wonderful to have you. Uh, until next time, take care. Be the best you can be. You've been listening to Flashcast by PDB. Mm-hmm.